0: Welcome to Bloody Good Horror.
1: Welcome to another episode of Bloody Good Horror. My name is Eric and I'll be your host for this evening where we will be reviewing the unholy, it's the, the opposite of holy, not holy is I think what that means, Caitlin. Joining me tonight, first up from Richmond, Virginia, please welcome Caitlin. Hello. Next up from Indiana, welcome Casey. And finally, from Chicago, Illinois, he's back people, Joe's in town. What's up, Phil?
2: Oh,
3: I'm wicked on holy, brah. <laughs> oh, jeez. The demon took me down to the Dunkin' Donuts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no schnars tonight, but you know, we don't need no sneaking schnars. I think we're good. We got this.
3: I think it's for the best. I think you would have had an aneurysm. You know, he, the, uh, you know the pandemic's
1: movie. over because schnars is not showing up anymore. That's how yeah. you know. Wow. It's, it's over, you guys. We did it. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joe, welcome back to the show. Please tell us what we're drinking tonight. Bum guts.
3: Uh yeah, the unholy. Um, and if you couldn't tell by the uh the wicked accents in this movie, it takes place smack dab in the uh the middle of New England. Um which, you know, just prevalent. So, obviously, you got to go with a uh, a New England IPA. But, um, you know, when you're getting unholy and the devil's with you, you might as well double it up and go with a double New England IPA. Which I did from uh, the good folks at Church Street Brewing, which is in Illinois, uh, you know. Uh, but this beer is their Brucifer, um, which is, you know, demon things. So... <laughs> For those of you I've I know I've talked a lot about New England IPAs but it, it was a style that kind of popped up like 3 or 4 years ago maybe maybe even 5 but it was kind of an answer to like these West Coast IPAs which are like super hoppy like over the top like tons of bitterness in them and this is kind of like a mellowed out version so there's still a lot of hops in there but it has kind of this like smooth mouth feel um, as as we like to say Um, so it's not nearly as like, you know, make your mouth pucker and just, you know, blow your, your taste buds away. So it's a lot more drinkable, even though, I mean, this one comes in at 9% alcohol, so it's, it's up there. Um, but like they're, they're just, I think a lot easier to drink and they've kind of become like the, the trend or the fad right now, which, you know, a lot of people, you know, look down on, but I think they're great. I'm a big fan of them. You see a lot of them have like almost like a hazy look to them, which this one does. Um, obviously a ton of hops, like you definitely get that flavor, but it's not like super overpowering. They uh, they use a little bit of lactose in this, which is what gives it like sort of that smoother um, like feel to it. Um, and just overall, a really, really great beer. It's kind of their, their most popular. If you can get Church Street stuff, uh, I highly recommend it. Churchstreetbrewing.com is their website. And uh, yeah, big are, thumbs up. Where
1: are they based out of?
3: Uh, they're Illinois, actually, like oh. right around here. I forget the town, but Weird. like, yeah, just the Chicago suburbs. Facking. Yep.
1: Cool. All right, Joe. Thank you for that. It is time. Let's take a quick break so that we can review The Unholy. This is it, gentlemen. Your big break in TV. Up the front, time. Main feature. You guys, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, you know, he's just, he's a reporter that'll do anything for a story until he finds his faith. I if only- enjoy
3: him I'm- a great deal, and he's super charming, but I do not believe he has ever written a word in his life. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry. He doesn't sorry. need to. He, no, right exactly. Out- People that look like him do not write papers and articles.
1: <laughs> like- right out of the gate, he has this like movie thing where he's wearing like two jackets at once so you can have like the cool jacket, but then have also have a hoodie. It's like, a am like no one in real life dresses like this, but every cool dude in a movie dresses like this. And it mm-hmm. drives me like, and most of the time it's at least like a hoodie in a jacket. This was full on. He had two different styles of jacket on like over one. another.
3: <laughs> I would have liked it if he had like a starter jacket underneath, like his <laughs> leather jacket. <laughs>
1: Right, just two opposite jackets.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. like a like a trench coat with a Baja, uh,
1: like, a, <laughs> like a Carhartt with a fur coat. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Caitlin, Eric, please bring us the word of the day.
2: I'm so excited! This is my first word of the day.
3: I, I when we said over email that we had Caitlin, we didn't need John. I didn't realize like full on just replaced him. Yeah, like, huh, <laughs> <laughs> all
2: right, coming for his just, job. Just a
1: mediocre white guy, Joe. It's not that hard. <laughs> Eric was we're really. We're all we're all
3: <laughs> Yeah, what happened last week that you have turned on him?
1: <laughs> Go ahead, Caitlin.
2: Well, uh, so the word of the day is sanctum. Ooh. Sanctum, from the Latin sanctus, means holy, and in this instance, a holy or sacred site, perhaps even one that a person could make a religious pilgrimage to. Mm.
1: Does it say anything about kern dolls?
2: I really wanted to do a kern doll, and I was like, "Is it K-E? I don't know how to spell
1: it." <laughs> I, for real, the first time I said it, thought it was a weird accent thing, and they were saying corn dolls. Yeah, I. It was like that's how South Park would say it.
2: Yeah, like Carnal. <laughs> uh,
0: I, I assumed.
1: Caitlin, um, the Unholy, produced by uh, Sam Raimi, Sam Raimi, Robert Tap Tapper Taper. Uh, they, of course, run Ghost House as Ghost House Productions, which was sort of, um, kind of an early attempt at a Blumhousey kind of thing. Like, they it's just some horror people to get together, do a studio that just does horror, find projects they like. But it's never really been as successful, honestly, as Blumhouse. Like Blumhouse kind of came on the scene doing the same formula and blew it out of the park. But I was actually to the point where I was surprised to find out that Ghost House was still around because they don't really strike me as making a lot of impactful horror these days. But I thought it was interesting that they produced it. I would also like Joe, if you could, when you get a moment, look up the director's name. I'd really like to hear you try to pronounce it.
0: Oh
2: I've got it right here if you want me to try.
1: No, I want I specifically want Joe to try because I I know you can say it. It's very or Greek. It
3: director, Evan. <laughs>
2: Holy <laughs> shit.
3: Splatopoulos? Splatopolis. Spilopolis. Spilopodos? Yeah.
1: Balki Bartakamus <laughs> is his name. Bel-
3: <laughs> <laughs> Jake Gil. Yeah. Spilopolis. Very, very
1: Greek gentleman, it sounds like. Anyway. Yeah. Fun game. Yeah. Uh Caitlin, tell me what the unholy is about.
2: So the unholy. Uh, It came out in April of this year and it is based on the 1983 novel Shrine by James Herbert. The director was I'm going to try Evan Spiliotopoulos.
1: Hmm,
2: Maybe. Maybe. And produced by Sam Raimi and Ghost House. I knew you could do it. That's my best attempt at least. Um had a budget of 10 million and has grossed about 31 million so far so commercially successful I would say has some pretty major names in it. Uh, we've got Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Katie Asselton and also Carrie Ellis uh, so pretty serious cast but the movie opens with the hanging and burning of a witch named Mary in 1845 and we see her spirit get commanded into a ker- corn Corndall for safekeeping um, and in the present,
1: and then buried three inches into the ground to ensure yeah. someone finds it. In a really <laughs> obvious place over right here. A, in a very obvious place with a marker on top of
2: it that's very hard to miss. Very shallow. Very shallow. And uh, so we get Jeffrey Dean Morgan's character, Jerry Fenn, a disgraced journalist who had gotten in trouble for fabricating stories. Oh, and I now wonder... it appears he's some sort of goofy paranormal investigator for some kind of disreputable publication. I wonder
1: if that's a Boston thing. there's an area. In Boston called the Fens, and it's where the name of Fenway came from.
2: Oh. Uh, yeah, they also had the town that they're in is called Banfield, which not, I think comes from like Bane, like Baneful, Baneful well, Magic.
1: Oh, maybe. And there's a million fields in Massachusetts, I can attest to that. But yeah, there's I, I actually I looked it up. There is no Banfield, but there is a Banfield Animal Hospital in a different Massachusetts town.
3: I was about to say that's where chain. Yeah, they're a chain. That's oh. where I take my dogs. Um, oh, so, okay. So like the entire time when they were talking about this, I kept thinking. I
1: did not know that. That's interesting. Yeah. It's an but unholy yeah, pet that smart. makes that makes sense, Caitlin. <laughs> like a take on like Bane Banefield.
2: Yeah, Baneful magic is is what a lot of people refer to instead of saying like black magic, which is kind of outdated and, and racist. But um so we have Jeffrey Dean Morgan. He finds this court curtain doll and smashes it unintentionally, but also kind of intentionally and jokingly trying to stir up a story. And yeah, he's like good.
1: That- he's like a thing that for anybody wondering, this does not exist. whatever this thing is, he is. <laughs> but he's like he's he's kind of after the model of like an old school news stringer, like if you've ever seen. Uh, nightcrawler which is kind of like a very fictionalized version of that it's kind of like that but he works for like websites and he's writing freelance for like a 12 year old kid in the beginning like (laughs) it's so dumb like it just doesn't make any sense but his boss
2: is paying him 150 dollars per goofy supernatural story
1: but his whole deal is that he's like a kind of fallen writer who's doing like this dirt work now for like day rates basically
3: did we ever find out like why he was like kind of excommunicated from the writing community like i they hinted at it but he's i never loose, really he was loose, making
0: up stories yeah one. he
2: fabricated yeah. some stories <laughs>
0: they didn't specify really on the
1: stories but about they did ghosts specify. yeah i missed i missed that part of it but i was yeah. yeah it's
2: not specific. they phoned it in like literally it was just over the phone talking with his like former boss so. yeah <laughs> Um, but he smashes the, the doll as a joke. And with that escapes the spirit of a witch and that spirit disguises itself as the Virgin Mary and performs miracles, namely curing a deaf mute girl named Alice and Alice helps to spread the message, uh, that she thinks is of the Virgin Mary, but is actually of the witch Mary. Um, and the site where all this happens sort of becomes a holy site of pilgrimage, um, And we can get into the details as we sort of parse it out. But essentially, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's character goes from disgraced journalist to having broken a major story about a religious miracle to being really concerned that these aren't miracles at all, but something more sinister.
1: I like it towards the end end when he like he works out a deal for himself based on like his access to the story. And then all this crazy stuff happens in the plot. And then she calls him back in the middle of it. and He's like. Oh God! What? Oh no! And he like he like completely <laughs> forgot about it. He's like, oh, he my forgot God. that. Yeah, he
3: like had an article. For
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, let's dig into it here. Um. Joe, welcome back, buddy. What'd you think of the unholy?
3: Yeah. So this is, is kind of a weird one, right? Like I feel like two years ago, before you know the quote unquote COVID, um, or like a year from now, I would probably be a lot harsher on this movie, but. I don't know why. Just it was kind of like um like comfort food to just see like a shitty
1: dude. You like, know why though you nailed it? It <laughs> visually feels like a slightly elevated Hallmark movie.
3: Right. Like it I think I, I compared it to it felt like it it's had like, a it's, feel lit. Of, it's um, lit like one. Like sleepy hollow a bit. Like I agree with you. You had mentioned you really like the atmosphere, and I did too. And it has sort of like a sleepy hollow type vibe to it, but if like lifetime made this or something like it, it's got that sort of feel i mean that being said like the the plot is obviously super loose jeffrey dean morgan is just like a super charming loose. son of a bitch like <laughs> yeah you know is. Yeah. it's it's i i kept watching and i'm like i wonder how many hours i could be around him before like this shtick got annoying and like i feel like maybe a day like i couldn't spend a weekend with him but like you know like a day i think i would probably still enjoy him but I mean, the jump scares are stupid. There's a ton of them, but, you know, it it kind of fits in perfectly with some of the, you know, like really bad movies we've seen during the summer months um, in past years. So I can't say I enjoyed it, but it didn't bother me by by any aspect.
1: Casey, Um,
0: I wasn't a huge fan of this movie. They I agree. on A lot of the. it looked really good. I like kind of the setup. The cast is really cool. Although it took me like forty-five minutes to figure out that was Katie Aselton. Um, the cast was great, and they did okay job. You could tell kind of some of them, Jeffrey D. Morgan, maybe was just kind of phoning it in, cashing the paycheck. But you know that's okay. Sometimes they got to pay rich people taxes too, right? Uh, I like the setup of what they're doing. There's a decent story at the beginning with the, everything with the witch and the backstory and how they started this out, and the Kern dolls and they had a they had like a good base sound base there. As you get into like the into the second half, into the second act, and into the third act, it kind of starts to spiral for me, and it just gets get sillier and sillier to the point where once the big finale comes in comes around and how, you know, we see the witch and the stuff that Jeffrey Dean Morgan does and whatnot. All I could do is just keep rolling my eyes. after a while, it's like, oh, okay, just get it over with and let's be done. So I'd say I didn't really age well for me across the uh, run time of the movie.
1: Yeah. I don't know what it was like. It's super, it's just like a, to use a schnorzism, it's aggressively mediocre. Mm, yeah. But it did not like offend me like some, Like I come out way more annoyed these days by a WandaVerse movie for some reason than I do this. Like, and I don't know why. Maybe it's just because it's like VOD and it's demanding like a little less of my time and attention. But it, Joe, Joe, you kind of like hilariously nailed it. But like Sleepy Hollow by way of like Hallmark or something like that. Um, I really, I, I actually think there's kind of like a visual touch here that I'm pretty into. Like I liked. The design on the witch, I like the way they did her movement. Any Anytime there's kind of like a dream sequence or like a scare, it's not scary and I wouldn't call it effective, but it's just visually kind of well done, I think. The problem is that everything else around it is almost amateurish, like specifically around the plot and the structure and the act. like. What's weird about it is it doesn't exactly have an A-list cast, but you know all these people. If you watch a lot of movies, yeah. you know who Katie Asselton is, you know who Carrie Elwes is, you know Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Um, And it's like, why are you all in this movie? It feels like a movie where the actors were not given a lot of specific instruction is what I'll say. Because like Katie Asselton cannot seem to figure out what this doctor's personality is honestly like she kind of just switches and then suddenly they're just taking like a romantic walk in the woods together and you're like what mm. are you guys doing like wh-
2: what is the this? only character direction is like you are a religious doctor and that's it yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. And,
2: it, and Joe it's,
3: it's real over the top with the Jesus y stuff
1: <laughs> you know Joe it is it's very Jesusy like in a way that sometimes you see horror movies like this. And you can tell that religion is being used as a set piece. Like, it's just here it is. Like, you can tell the difference. Like, this, feel, to me, feels like a movie where the people who wrote it, the people who made it, like, there's a message here, in my in my opinion, just based on kind of the way it's being delivered. You can make your own judgment about how you feel about that. But it, it de- certainly gives it a different um, tone. Part of, Joe, I think what you're talking about with the lifetime thing is like it feels like they barely blocked off 20 yards to shoot every scene and like <laughs> there's just people hanging out there's a specific scene that just kind of illustrates this where they get attacked by the demon and I think an old church and it like lights it's it's like on fire and inside the, the church it's like all, the embers fire it's all orange right they get scared and they run out of the church and the the lights are off in the like church. Like nobody took the time to like <laughs> composite a shot where you've had fire in the church. I don't know. Like I get it. Okay. Maybe it was a vision. It went away, but what it feels like, it reminds me of that that weird, um, like Ninja zombie vampire Western we watched where they go to the oh, brothel. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. that like, we're like, it's a period piece, but nobody thought to put dirt on the costumes or like age them at all. You know what I mean? It just feels like you're shooting in, um, tiny Western town in a theme park or something. There's a little bit of that vibe here. Like I, it's hard to kind of put your finger on, but it feels smaller than it should considering the amount of like extras that are in this thing. So I don't know. I wouldn't, It. I didn't hate it, but it's, it's real mediocre. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: that tracks. <laughs> I think you're being very generous. Well, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, this is what I, I want to hear. I feel like this movie sucked. I this is <laughs> Sam Raimi and Ghost House that and that combo gave us Drag Me to Hell, which was excellent. And I think Drag Me to Hell is these, fine.
1: To say something to say something controversial. Drag Me to Hell is fine.
2: Well, I'll be quitting the show, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, I feel like this has good bones. I mean, it's got a a really good cast, I think. It's got two elements that I really like. I like folk horror and I like religious horror. So it's got, you know, it, it's priming me to enjoy what we're doing here. But I think for me, the script is so bad. Like the dialogue is just, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, even good actors, like they're not going to be able to work with something just so hokey, I guess. I am, um, and I think between this and the Conjuring Three, I think in the email to you guys, I said that it feels like the Warrens are in a throuple with the Holy Spirit, and that's like kind of the vibe that you I get from to. You actually said
1: throuple with the Holy Ghost, which I like better.
2: <laughs> the Holy this, Ghost.
1: This definitely has like a
3: what is it? Those like Greg Kinnear movies that are like yes. you know Jesus yeah. is calling or something like. Especially towards the end, they do get very like the power of prayer is going to save us.
1: And I'm like, like, am I suddenly, being to here? <laughs> suddenly Kirk Cameron strolls in or something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> they lean into it pretty hard. And, like, you know, there's nothing wrong. I, like, I don't have a problem with religion, but like, if, mm-hmm. if movieguide.org were, was doing movie reviews for horror this year, there are, are a lot of strong Christian worldviews that we're seeing yeah. I don't between not, The Conjuring Three and this.
1: I would say I don't not have a problem with religion, but that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> You're being very that's diplomatic. Um,
2: <laughs> but it's like it's like you know God versus the witches, and I'm like, because uh, we did. I mean, last week with the conjuring, and this week it's both. You know, God versus the power of God versus these witches, and I'm just kind of like, I like witches. Well, <laughs>
1: well, that's that's it, right? What's interesting is, unless I missed it, the movie's not taking much of a position on what happened to the quote unquote witch, like. It's not really telling us she was a witch. It's not really telling us she was wrongly murdered and now she's out for vengeance. Like, It's kind of just telling us she is has been given powers by the devil and what that means. It's interesting. Because a, most modern movies from a different kind of perspective would nowadays look on that character more sympathetically. Whereas the movie does not seem to have much to say about their main villain.
2: It just—I guess—it feels very 2009, like nine, like a 2009 direct-to-video. I guess, like Joe said, like you know, lifetime movie production value type thing, but with a movie that has a 10 million dollar budget. It was 10 I, million dollars. The budget was 10 million dollars.
1: Oh God. Okay, I, so then I
2: thought the design wasn't great. Like she looked like a Dementor, which like uh, shout out Harry Potter, I, I guess. But like, come you on. You said that
1: I've never seen a Harry Potter movie, so my only <laughs> exposure to Dementors is that scene in the office where Michael Scott.
2: Prison Mike, it. yes. <laughs>
1: but I like I liked the atmosphere and like the way it was shot. But I will say the actual digital effects for a ten million dollar budget are kind of trash. Now that you now mm-hmm. that I know that.
3: Yeah, well, it's very there's... yeah. And the way that they used it too, like these were the most unoffensive jump scares I've ever seen in a movie. Like (laughs) so telegraphed and just like, they're very, they might as well have like given you like a, a warning, like (laughs) (laughs) it's coming.
1: They're tame and not just in a, it's not startling way. It's also not, it's not scary. It's very like matter of fact, the way it's done. Exactly. They they
2: like have, you know, the blinking motel sign behind Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And you're like, well, it's going to come. And then it's like, ah, there it is. and, I there there's a scene where Jeffrey Dean Morgan's character has filmed Alice, the girl who's like sort of spreading the message for who she thinks is the Virgin Mary. And like you see the witch like come through the like distortion in the video. And I was like, oh, no, like (laughs) like that one really I was like, oh, geez, come on. That felt very 2009. Like that felt like the ring to me. I was like, "Eh, come on.
3: Side note, and you all probably could have guessed this, but Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Paul Rudd own a candy shop in Rhinebeck, New York.
1: Oh, my God. That <laughs> sounds delightful. <laughs> What's it called? Uh,
3: Samuel's Sweet Shop, uh Rhinebeck candy store they saved from being closed after the previous owner, a friend of theirs, passed away.
1: Wow. Oh, Where's Rhinebeck, awesome? New York? Is that where, like, the city thinks is upstate? Is that that kind of
3: thing? Uh, Dutchess County. So, yeah, it's, like... Uh, Hudson Valley area. So it's it's a little bit a up little there. A little
1: bit up there, yeah. God, can you imagine you just walk in and they're both working at the counter? Yeah, they've got like the oh, like yes. aprons
3: on and it's like the the candy shop worker from Willy Wonka and the yes. chocolate factory. They're like sliding around sli- on sliding ladder. I can
1: actually yeah. imagine
0: Paul Rudd doing that. Not yeah. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. <laughs> if
2: Jeffrey Dean Morgan handed me a Reese's cup, I like I might die. Like yeah. it's <laughs> like it's like
1: Paul Rudd is there. It's like Paul Rudd Paul is there Rudd. in the outfit but Jeffrey Dean Morgan's just smoking a cigarette.
3: Well, yeah, Paul Rudd's like, you know, making it rain gumballs and stuff. Jeffrey Dean Morgan's in the back, like making the fudge, like.
2: (laughs) Swearing about those damn kids. Fudge daddy. Man, that
1: totally threw me off. That's all I can do. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I love the look on Jeffrey Dean Morgan's face when the, I guess it was Katie Asselton. This is during their randomly out of nowhere romantic walk in the woods. I think it's then when she tells him that the, the Kern dolls are sometimes used to, like, trap spirits. Or maybe maybe that's Carrie Always who tells him that. But he gets this look like, rah, rah like, this really <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> Like, he puts it together that he probably, like, released something.
2: Well, and then later he, like, confesses that he did it. And she goes, you didn't tell me that. <laughs> like, she's, like, he's in trouble. <laughs> there's also that
1: weird, like, there's a, another weird, like... That scene wasn't meant to be humorous, but this one, I guess, was when he thinks he's going to get the job or he's going to get the story, and he gets up and he like gives himself a little, I think, funny pep talk in the mirror. I think it's funny. It's supposed to be.
2: <laughs> Who's back? This guy. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> That's not at all the vibe of this What's movie. Up, it's like,
1: this movie is like a very dour Jesus movie, and he's just like cracking wise in the, in the middle of it. Do you think this
3: is a prequel to The Walking Dead? And, like, this is his start.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He, at the end, for me, the hokiest moment is like they're, they're gathered by the priest's grave, Alice's uncle, and she can't speak anymore, and they're signing again. And she was like, How do you know about, like, if my uncle's in a better place and he's like signs faith and i was just like oh yeah man, this is so <laughs> cheesy uh, there was like
3: a and the, there was like a nod that like oh maybe the the lord was working with this or something too like there was towards the end they got like super over the top with the uh well, like p- power of prayers when it do starts
1: this. going off and they go back to carry always and they're like i think we know what this is i think it's this like witch demon or whatever Carrie always is like Oh, yeah, I kind of suspected from the start, so I started researching and I found all this for you're like that pretty much negates every action you've carried out right? through the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. Like that you just were like chill, thinking it might have Let's been a demon or something.
0: Let's talk about Carrie Elways in general. I'm I'm generally a Carrie Elways fan. I love your Princess Bride and all that stuff. He's like the definition of phoning it in
2: here.
1: Well, Everyone here,
2: I'm worried about their financial situation. Yes. Like, why did yeah. you do this movie? Yeah. Do you need
1: a loan? Dude, Ka- Katie Asselton is married to Mark Duplass, right? Like, yeah, yes, she's you. doing okay.
2: Well, and that's the yeah. thing. I'm like, are y'all good? Like, why <laughs> <laughs> are you this movie? I mean, well, Harry but yeah. Elvis's
3: and then... accent was a fucking trocious.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right? He was like, our oh, Lord, our Father. Lord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: but you could still hear a little bit of, like, the English accent. I'm like, why didn't somebody cut this off? Like at a certain point, like <laughs> cut bait.
0: feel that big.
2: I just wanted him to be more evil. Like if he's going to be bad, and I don't know if he was bad. I just wanted him to like, I don't know.
0: I got
3: the impression his intentions were. He was excited that the church was getting attention. So there would bring money in. And like, that was his motivation. Like I didn't so much think he was evil as he was like trying to profit off of this.
1: Yeah.
3: yeah. His his character was a real thinking man. Step, <laughs> Step three. Step <laughs> three. A lot profit. of
1: layers. Yeah. Um, uh, so what else, guys? The, the hokiest
0: part for me, and that's really what <laughs> kicked off my eye rolls at the end of it, was that romantic walk with uh, Jeopardy, Morgan, and Katie Asselstyn. Because they go through all this crap, and the daughter's... The girls not like either one of their kid or anything, but they're falling in love over the kid, and then it's just like, come on, Are we they? can have one movie without nobody falling in love with Jeffrey D. Morgan. <laughs> yeah,
1: it will come so. Fall in love it comes so break. late into the movie after she's acted pretty. I would graciously say indifferent to him that it, it's weird, kind of how it comes out of nowhere.
3: Well, they yeah. she like buys him a drink or something at the restaurant, right? And like. Mm-hmm. They, the waiter says, "Like from the lady," which is like what they call this, you know, spirit or whatever that's flown around. And he like leans out of the booth. He's like, "Oh, wrong lady!" And I'm like, "This guy's gonna fuck now."
2: <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I for me that part was like mm, I think for me where I really lost it where it was where like the stakes get so high because there's people all over the world watching this service that Carrie Elvis is like orchestrating. And if they say the prayer or whatever to the, to what is actually the witch three times, like all the souls of the people will be damned. And for me, like that's those stakes are just like too high. Like my, my disbelief. I just like, I can't get there.
1: You know what it is? Those damn Marvel movies. Everything's gotta be the end of the world.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's like I said in email though, this movie is really plainly structured. Like, and it's set out to be, a possession movie but there's a lot of demon possession movies so let's do something different and they came up with this witch idea and it's not a terrible idea they could make it work but they didn't flesh it out enough towards the end with the way wit- especially with the witch coming to life i know eric you said you liked it i like the design of the witch she looked cool but the whole witch coming to life and the animation everything just
1: was really bad for me
3: I don't know. Like I'm with Eric. Like I was okay with it. I, I kind of like the. It's uh, weird. Like, like I like the and-
1: I like the design. I just think some of the CG's a little weak. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. It just stands out because you don't. It's rare these days that I that I see CG and I'm like, that's not great. Even in low budget movies, like that's kind of why it's just a little surprising, I guess. Mm. It used well, to be like every movie of CG. Now, now it's like stands out to me because it it happens so rarely.
2: And, like, there were some cool things. Like, I, I like that they, what happened to the witch, like, they nailed, I think it was a mask of the Virgin Mary to her face when she was being hanged and burned, which is, like, exceptionally brutal and made for a pretty cool, like, like close-up shot. But we don't see her face in most of the scares. Like, we see her as, like, this floating, Dementor-esque type thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. I will give them kudos, that opening scene that this movie kicks off with, with that scene that Caitlin's talking about with the mask and everything. They got a very strong uh, hammer vibe on that scene. They put that together really well. (laughs) The POV
2: of getting a mask hammered to your face.
0: (laughs) But that's kind of shots that they use in things like Twins of Evil, where they were burning witches and stuff like that. So I I thought that was a nice homage.
3: I may have missed it, because I'll be honest, when I watched this last night, I was a little, you know, in the bag. Did they explain, like, why she was quote unquote evil? Like, what did she do? Like, she sold her soul to the devil at a certain point or something? Yeah. I never quite understood. Like, was she just evil because she was a witch? Or, like, did she do evil stuff?
2: I think it's because she was a witch and then she trapped, like, they trapped her soul in the Kern doll and there was a thing about like her lineage, like whoever is a part of her lineage will be able to carry her spirit. And that Alice girl was like that part, like just delete, like we don't need that part. I feel Mm -hmm. like.
3: Interesting. Cause yeah, that seems a little, I mean, I've, I've got to imagine I missed something, but that seems a little harsh that like this movie is based on, well, witches are just inherently bad.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That's kind of what I'm saying. Right. Like it's not, and it kind of goes to what, Caitlin saying it, it feels like an outdated take or something. The way it's... yeah
3: yeah hundred percent yeah. Oh Jesus! No sir,
1: it's not great, and that's about all I have left to say. Is there any? Uh... <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're
3: only like forty minutes in, but I, I feel like we've we've kind of wrapped
1: it up. here. No, I agree. <laughs> I got nothing. All right. Well, except um, that I thought we were doing censor right up until this morning. Yeah. When I emailed, which is swear because that
3: email you oh, made no. the call that we were I not. Know.
1: Yeah, I, know. I got indignant i woke up i'm like who when did this happen i was and i wrote back i'm like what i thought we were doing sensor. because sensor, by the way looks amazing and casey just wrote back we all agreed to it on monday and so i hit the like expand thing and i looked at the thread and there i am saying let's do unholy <laughs> it was like i was yeah. looking at an email written by another person it was actually kind of disconcerting
3: <laughs> I, I worry about you sometimes i here, don't even like- s-
1: i don't even smoke joe that's like just in my brain.
3: You know, I, I know you, you you skim over, you forget the emails, but this one really concerned me. Like this one. like two days at, ago. Like,
1: <laughs> like it didn't even happen.
3: Caitlin uh, messaged me on Slack and is like, this email chain is making me crack up. And I'm like, give it like 12 years.
2: I woke up to it and I just was laughing so hard. And then it just kept going. Then Eric texted me. He was like, bro. I really had no idea. <laughs> I, just, I just could not
0: stop laughing. It's
2: oh, so God. Funny. Here we are. I just
0: felt lucky once I uh, had met. <laughs> he asked that. And I'm like, I know somebody, Joe, talked about uh, us agreeing to it. And I scrolled back. And I'm like, no, that was freaking Eric. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. it me. I'm glad I could amuse everybody. It's Wednesday morning. All right, guys. Um, would you recommend the unholy Joe? Oh, you know what? I'm going to say yes. <laughs> Caitlin. No. Casey I'll say no I'm also gonna say no sorry Joe mm-hmm. lone wolf, wolf <laughs> I mean pack I can't fault you any of you <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but I don't
3: know if you want like a dumb summer like mindless yeah I feel like this is perfect
1: I feel you all right it is time let's take a quick break and do some fan mail
0: a showdown is about to begin between the soldiers of the day and the army of the night James Woods My baby John Carpenter's Vampires Opens everywhere October 30th
1: Hey, I'm Joe Bob Briggs and you're listening to the Bloody Good Horror Podcast. At bloodygoodhorror.com is the email address. But before we do that, Caitlin, you're on 45 podcasts. Would you like to tell us about some of them?
2: I would. Um, so I'll start with the, the newest project, um, and I, I know that he's watching right now. So I'm going to embarrass him and make him feel all kinds of awkward. But I am working with our buddy Joe Ferry on a podcast called Films at First Sight, the man, where we the are myth,
1: the legend. What's that? The man, the myth, the legend. Joe, not he Bgh
2: is. Joe. Not Bgh Joe. Yes. I love him very much, and that that alone is going to make him uncomfortable. But uh, we're working on films at first sight, which is the concept is where one of us has never seen a movie for the first, and we're showing it to the other for the first time. And we're also going to have some guests on. So we recorded Die Hard, which I went 32 years almost and never saw. Um, so I saw Die Hard for the first time. Um, I'm going to make him watch Now and Then for the first time, um, I have and not we're going to sort of either
1: of those movies. What is Now uh, and Then? Yeah. Oh my God.
2: I wish Cece was here. She's seen it. (laughs) It gets compared to Stand By Me a lot. Like they they call it like the girl version of Stand By Me. But if any woman in their thirties, I bet loves.
1: I like that you're shocked we haven't seen this. Like what? Yeah, I haven't seen. I haven't seen Die Hard. So well, I haven't seen Die Hard. I'm really not into '80s action movies as much as I am '90s action movies. Like I'll take Con Air or like. Some shit like Love that content. any day of the week, but just the 80s ones don't really do it for me that much.
2: Well, and like Joe, Joe hasn't seen Rosemary's Baby, which is a big one for me. So, you know, we're, we're going to show each other movies for the first time and have some friends on that haven't seen something and just do it without, you know, gatekeeping or shame or anything like that and get some some of those first impressions. And we're also, Elizabeth is uh, helping Joe cover the Chattanooga Film Festival for some of the new releases there. So, um, Yeah, we're having a lot of fun with it, and the trailer should go up on Friday.
1: Love it. How do people find that?
2: It should be on all your podcast platforms. um, It's called Films
1: at First Sight?
2: Films at First Sight, um, and you can find us on Twitter and Instagram as well.
1: Love it. What's Um, going on with BGH Presents? Plug it up right now.
2: BGH Presents, plug Plug, it up. up. I'll tell you what's been going
1: on. Plug it up has been making waves on social media with their amazing... um,
2: uh, press kits. Yeah, sent out a whole bunch of press kits, and most people have gotten them. There've been a couple that might have gotten lost in the mail, but gonna figure it out. But uh, yeah, sent out some tote bags and some spooky crafts, and people have have been doing some unboxing for us, and. It's just been really good. Um, having a lot of fun with Monstrous Menstruation. I recorded last night with Mary, um, adding a second trope to the mix, Monstrous Motherhood. Um, and I've gotten some really kind messages on Instagram from BGH fans, from folks that are sort of just getting into this show and discovering BGH that way. And it's just been so good. I really appreciate all the the support and kindness and
1: you guys just should, having a blast. You guys should do, if you're getting into Monstrous Motherhood, you should do Psycho 4. With Olivia Hussey. Yeah. Playing, oh, that
3: is a really good movie. Playing a
1: young this. Mrs. Bates. Yeah. And then um, ET. What's his name? Well, uh, ET uh, kid.
3: Uh, the guy who played Elliot. Yeah. Yeah. He about. he's
1: like as a teenager, and there's like a lot of weird psychosexual shit happening, and like it's it's fucking crazy. It's a crazy movie, and hmm. I think it would be right in your alley there.
2: Yeah, I'll, I have Psycho on the list, and I will add Psycho four. Maybe we'll do the ones in between too. Do
1: it. But I mean, all honestly, all the Psycho sequels are super interesting because they're they're sort of all made in different eras of horror. Like they all have their own, their own flavor, kind of depending on the time they were made. So it's kind of cool.
2: And this might like lose me some cred, but in the in the spirit of films at first sight, I have never seen Psycho, so
1: it'll be a first time oh, for me. You know. I am not one of those people who just will like deify any of those old classic black and white horror movies like it's got to actually hold up for me. It that movie is pretty amazing. Shocker. Psycho yeah. is like, pretty amazing.
3: It's really good. Yeah. We <laughs> so, yeah, I showed the uh the 9-year-old uh Creature from the Black Lagoon on uh on Sunday and she was very apprehensive about black and white but ended up really enjoying it. Nice. Been, uh, That's
1: very, yeah, It's kind of amazing. Misty.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: I'm excited. So Mm.
1: terrific. I was talking to my daughter today and I said, I watched a scary movie today. And she said, Oh, yeah. What was it about? I'm like, Well, it was about like a scary lady. And she goes, Did she kill a human? (laughs) I was like, (laughs) I was like, She's five. I was like, Yeah, she did actually. I was like, It's just make believe though. And she goes, I know that. I'm like, All right, dude, cool. Listen, I was just. (laughs) Trying to keep things cool here. but I guess. bad. But I was just like, let's keep like going down this road see where it goes. It was, it was pretty adorable. <laughs> I enjoyed it.
2: Did she kill a human? That's going to be like a new him. segment on Play Good yeah.
1: <laughs> Oh, God. That's like a listing from a movie guide. Four killed humans. <laughs> <laughs> kill a
2: human? Um, upper male nudity, strong Christian worldview, and killed X number of humans. humans.
1: Real quick, as we're talking about podcasts, we should also give a shout out to more BGHers, uh, Mondo, Jody and Jason who are doing Dads from the Crypt um, their show I think is in most like podcatchers at least the trailer so you can go subscribe their dads reviewing Tales from the Crypt episodes and giving dad advice this sounds like a good one for you Joe you have tons of dad advice
3: yeah I'm not gonna listen to that but it does sound and I'm saying
1: very... <laughs> for you to be on it Joe is what I'm saying oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know man I got things yeah <laughs> Eric, anyway, talk, about,
2: talk about the theme song. I
1: produced uh, their theme song, uh, and it was a lot of fun. It's spooky. It sounds like Tales from the Crypt, so check it out. Uh, They've got
2: actual audio from uh, from the dude.
1: From John Kassir. Oh, yeah. Yes. The Crypt
2: That's a, it sounds good. Eric did a good job. He's being modest, but... Who's Eric? He seems cool. He's all right. Yeah.
1: Depends on the day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dad's in the Crypt. Um, one email this evening. Caitlin from Kissimmee, that's in Florida, Joe, in case you didn't know. Mm. Uh, Already so excited at the possibility of a BGH meetup in Atlanta. Told myself if it came close to Florida, I should go, so only being a nine-hour drive is unreal. Hoping I don't chicken out when I know the day. Listen, let me tell you this, Caitlin, right now. I'm sick of having conversations with people that don't go and are like heartbroken that they didn't go when they watch it on social media. So I'm just giving you the warning now. And also like, um, that's, that's part of the reason why we're trying to move around a little bit and do some different areas. Cause we know there's people all over who want to be able to go and can't always make it out. Like we've been mostly in the Midwest. So we're specifically doing these things in different places so that people like who say live in Northern Florida could come and see us.
3: Anyone within a nine hour radius is really what we're looking for. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so anyway, uh, that's still TBD, but we're looking at 2022. <clears throat> Get excited people. That's it for email, Joe. Oh, I've stretched as some, long as I can.
3: You want to do some tweets? I would love to. Got some tweets over at, uh, Twitter, uh, at BG horror is our Twitter handle. We use the hashtag sbgh If you want to send in a question, you know, make some comments, do what you got to do. Uh, first up Alex Jones. That's uh, definitely not Alex Jones. Uh, this is a good one. Did anyone on the panel grab some of those sweet, sweet Ray-Bans that Joe was hawking on his Twitter last week? I got two pairs. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't
2: know
1: what he's talking about.
3: Uh, Joe got
2: uh, hacked. <laughs>
3: yeah, apparently I got hacked because uh, oh, wow. I, I was posting a like, Ray-Ban discount.
1: How did you get uh, hacked?
3: I don't know. I don't know how this happens. It happened to in my Instagram account uh, a That's few months back, too. Wild, uh, yeah. Uh, Change
0: your passwords, Joe.
3: I did, uh, you know, I changed a number,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> so I'm sure I'll be fine.
2: You must be, uh, like a desirable account to hack. Them. I was
3: going to say, like, that makes me kind of feel like I've like made it or something. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, uh, next up Deus ex Manuti. Uh, that's my friend, Renee. Who's the hunkier boy, Carrie Ellis in the princess bride or Jeffrey Dean Morgan in literally anything.
1: I think Jeffrey it depends. Uh, well, yeah. I, yeah, I think that they're very different vibes. I think it depends on what you're into. Yeah,
3: yeah I want a like a man's man, so I would go with a Jeffrey <laughs> Dean.
1: Um, Younger me's got to go with Cary Elwes. I could go either Bobby way, yeah, I could go. He's pretty cool in that movie. Cary Elwes. Yeah. He's like real slick. But mm. I get the Jeffrey Dean Morgan thing too. He's pretty, you know, he's handsome and a gruff guy. Yeah. I believe
2: on Slack Renee said that um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is a hunk and a half. And I think that's the I feel like the right could, way to describe
1: it. Here's the thing though. I feel like afterwards I could sit and really hold a conversation with Carrie Elwais where I'm like pretty on board with Joe's theory that Jeffrey Dean Morgan can't write words so <laughs> I don't
0: know it depends on if Carrie Elways is doing that accent or not I need to
1: be I need to be mentally stimulated Joe I I'm
0: don't saying. think that he can't write words I just
3: think he doesn't have to like, I think, <laughs> um, and Carrie Ellis I feel like he's gonna like ask me to make him tea or something after and like I don't I don't want that after my love making
1: <laughs> Jeffrey Dean Morgan's gonna ask you to get him a beer and like a cigar or something.
3: Yeah, yeah, he's gonna like flick a lit cigarette at me, and tell me <laughs> to get out.
1: I see. That's your love language. That is. Yeah. <laughs> Respect
3: uh, All it. right. Next up, our buddy Skizbot. Uh, have you ever, tr- um, have you ever been tricked into attending a pitch meeting for a pyramid scheme, or oh. even worse, buy into one?
1: Uh, no, oh, but walked I walked
2: out of one. Oh,
1: did you really? tell me more yeah
2: it was like some it was an insurance one i was i don't know it's like 23 and applying for jobs and i went and realized it was an ins- it was an insurance based pyramid scheme and there were like maybe 10 of us and i didn't say anything i just walked away That's <laughs> got crazy. in my car and drove away <laughs> so, i
1: 100% was like looking at a job the other day that was for like a cult like i started watching their videos and i'm like oh this is like a cult cool like good thing i'm glad i've seen that next game documentary twice all the way through now joe that i, oh, I can spot this
0: so good i got like, suckered according into it, uh, <laughs> us. Uh,
1: according to tough, the video bitch. joe energy is health did you know that <laughs> i swear to god this like is it. what this is what this is their whole pitch about their like they're like uh what are they like self-help shit interesting
3: i've oh. never done like a pyramid scheme or anything just the uh one of those timeshares where like you get like a hundred dollar gift card at the end. Like we did those in Vegas, but dude, I just, I, that,
2: those MLM companies though, like they'll keep your email and your number and we'll text you. And we'll, I remember this is, I'll never forget this. My brother's prom date. Uh, my mom and I went out to lunch one time and she was our waitress and she didn't recognize us, but we recognized her. We knew that she was Zach's prom date from years ago. And she was doing pure romance, the sex toy MLM. Ooh. Um, That's so like romance. in our bill, she put like the receipt and her card for pure romance. And I was like, texted my brother, like, bro, you're a uh, prom date. Just tried to sell me and mom some vibrators. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dude, there's nothing scarier than, an, than a person stuck in an MLM hole. Like there yeah. is a woman that I went, Joe and I went to high school with, who I then worked with professionally for a few years after that. And like, after that, she fell down one of these things and it's, you know how deep it is when they don't. The deeper they are, the less likely they are to say what they're actually selling.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They just I want you to sell. They
2: said DM me. I'll tell you. But <laughs> they
1: just sell like affirmations, basically. Like, yeah. I'm so. I, don't you want the opportunity to be able to control your wealth, Caitlin? I'm. That's all I'm saying. I'm not. I'm just okay, asking. #Hashtag Boss Babe. I, I'm just asking questions. That's all. If they make you <laughs> uncomfortable, that's a problem with you because i was your trained nine to
2: five is a pyramid scheme because i was Eric. trained
1: by a narcissist to try to make you feel bad about your life <laughs> oh god uh, I, we should so recommend next, what's that podcast caitlin um the dream the dream it one of the best investigative podcasts i've ever listened to and they have a whole season on mlms and it's really good
2: it's great
0: joe's probably not going to listen to that either uh, it's, <laughs> no. i don't care if joe listens In, to it; it's still good
1: i got Joe doesn't I have a
3: limited to- amount of time to listen to podcasts and I need Disney world news. I was and just going like to
1: say what's in the rotation. Tell me,
3: uh, there's, I listened to a Disney one. I listened to, uh, you're wrong about, and then, um, what's the, uh, it's the one with Jason Bateman. Um, Jason Bateman has a podcast.
2: Oh, Sean Hayes. Yes. <laughs> I forget what it's called. It's a good one
3: though. Um, I'm going to look at while, while we're talking, but it is the great, Oh, smartless weird. It's uh, hands down like the funniest podcast I've ever I heard. I bet those like, Disney
1: podcasts are like ecstatic right now with being able to go back to the park.
3: Well, it's this one. I only listen to one and it's a uh, WDW radio. And this guy is just so nice and like positive And because you get a lot of like fanboys that are just still complaining that like rides closed like 15 years ago that and they just put, like that bitching they, put, about uh,
1: they put Johnny Depp into Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like,
3: you know, this is like a once a year thing for me. I don't want to listen to you guys complain about it. Like Caitlin, you know, we
1: spent like 20 minutes on a show once with Joe explaining the Pirates of the Caribbean thing to me. Yeah. <laughs> it, was pretty, it was pretty
3: great. Uh, so anyway, uh, next up, I sent you guys the, uh, this tweet, cause you need to see this picture. It's uh, from our friend, Jen, drop your linen. Uh, which of you would look best with a circle beard? Um, and apparently this is a thing where you're like.
1: <laughs> none of us. That's a, it's not a good look. Yeah, no.
3: it's not good. It makes your I head mean, look case... like a
1: melon a little bit. Do you see how round this head right.
0: is? I'm not going to accentuate that. It, w- it makes <laughs> yeah. your head look
1: rounder, which is not good on anyone really.
3: I mean, none of these, there's six examples here. None of them look good. So <laughs> I don't know. That's uh, I that's feel like
2: t- when John decides to cut the hair, maybe he'll just go all in.
3: Maybe, I mean, you know, it's about, if he kept it long, but like in like the circle, like that could be something.
1: <laughs> Dude, he's looking like, he's looking like such a tech bro these days. It's hilarious. Uh,
3: all right. Next up Lord zombie. Uh, what's X I, 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 is that 13? Sure.
2: That's what yes. That sounds yeah. like.
3: All right. Lord zombie 13. Uh, did anyone feel like this movie was made for TV and accidentally got played in theaters? I mean yeah, I think we all yeah. wait,
1: this movie went to theaters?
3: It was. Yeah, it had Whoa. a theater run, I know.
1: Wow. Okay, that blows my mind. <laughs> yeah. It is I mean, not this movie wide, is like absolutely was... sub theater level. Yeah,
3: yeah I assume it mostly A29. played in like Texas and Florida. Like I think that's where it gets shown.
1: Texas and Florida. <laughs>
3: um all right, next up, uh oh, last on Twitter, our buddy uh Adam that's attorney at space. Have you ever watched a movie just because you were attracted to an actor in it? I mean, like, literally, I don't think I watched any movies in, like, the 80s and 90s <laughs> like that. I wasn't.
1: <laughs> like, I mean, no, um, of
2: course. I watched that. I, I love Florence Pugh. <clears throat> She's my girl. And um, Chase and I watched Fighting With My Family, the wrestling movie. And I oh. I didn't oh, think yeah. I would care for it, but I love Florence Pugh. So that I, was yeah. a sell. But it was so fun. It was so cute.
3: It looked really good. That was pretty I, uh, the production. I meant to actually Alice watch that
2: and pretty, forgot about it until pretty you watch it. Yeah. Watch it. It's a lot of fun. I didn't realize it she did was it. in that. A... Mm-hmm. That's yeah.
1: like the true the life story of Paige or something. Is that her name? Yeah. Like, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. And I think there's a Megan Fox cameo in there. So oh, I know what you're saying. In terms of pretty people, there's a lot going on.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: My prerequisite. Uh all right. Instagram. Every Tuesday we post up uh you can send in questions and like a little field or whatever. Uh we're Bloody Good Horror on Instagram. Uh, we'll answer the questions and then we'll read them on here and answer them again. But first, uh, from our, our friend who refuses to use the form, what did you do with all your free time the last two weeks with no show to record? Um, yeah, so what we were off two weeks ago and then I was not here last week. I took my, uh, my nine-year-old to Hershey park, uh, for, for two days. Uh, We had like a little, little daddy daughter weekend away and it was delightful. It was just the two of you. It was, yeah, yeah. We left the two-year-old at home with the uh, the misses, and uh, we did a whole thing.
2: There were some very well, sweet pictures. It was that very sounds very delightful. And
3: then uh, Monday, I had to have my toe removed from the diabetes, but um, <laughs> worth it. Um, all right, and here's our our regular questions. First up, where should I move?
1: Not Richmond Virginia is great <sighs> I think it depends on where you are I mean if if I was seriously considering moving decide where you want to be during the oncoming Civil War and move, well I know I know this
3: uh this listener and she <laughs> lives up in uh, Buffalo New York um, oh which
1: Ooh.
3: I mean you know no disrespect to Buffalo but there's probably you know not many places that any you, number you of can't places that aren't better
1: <laughs> any number of places would be better and Joe and I are from New York so we can say that yeah. Like, uh, get a house to... out in
3: Hackensack. <laughs> That's what you get for your money.
1: Buffalo, huh? Wow. Uh, all
3: right. Pooping morning or evening?
1: Oh, I saw this both. I mean, if you're why not if both? If you've got a proper, <laughs> yeah. if you have what a proper, those? a proper fiber intake like I do, Joe, the answer yeah. is Did it? both. When you read
3: that, didn't you think of that? Uh, that pizza baggers commercial from like the the 80s or 90s? Pooping no. no. in the morning,
2: pooping yeah. in the evening,
1: pooping um, at supper time. <laughs> no.
2: I have Crohn's disease, so, like, just all the time.
1: Right. Huh. Always. I'm pooping right now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm pretty well scheduled. Like, wake up, coffee, yeah. poop, that's it.
1: I'll tell you what. When I quit drinking coffee, my body was like, what do we do now? Like, this, this yeah. was the signal before. I had to, like, totally yeah. just rearrange my schedule. I, <laughs>
3: I, I would be concerned about my insides if I stopped.
0: <laughs> This is a timely conversation. I just watched the episode of King of the Hill last night where uh, Hank couldn't poop for like seven days.
2: <laughs> That's <a> brutal one. <laughs> uh all
0: right. I'm going to my first concert in over a year.
3: Uh any live music plans this summer?
0: Oh, uh, I'm torn. There's a I live a mile down the road from like Indiana's biggest like the world theater in Chicago, that size amphitheater.
1: Is it like you It's a like major axe, but it's all country music. Yeah, it's
0: markers. all outdoors, lawn seats, all that stuff. Can but it's you, all country music they got coming. So there's nothing good for me there.
1: Is it one of those deals where, like, if you sit out at night, can you hear it?
0: um I can hear it sometimes depending on the wind, the way the wind's blowing. But I'm on the far side of the neighborhood. People on the other side of the neighborhood that live close will hang out in their yards and lawn chairs. And I was going to listen. say,
1: that's kind of the deal if you're close enough for it to not be too annoying, but you can hang out and just.
2: Yeah. I hate outdoor concerts. It's so hot. Summer. Oh. <laughs>
1: I mean, Joe would be proud. I
0: actually heard one year Slayer inside my house in my living room from oh, uh, this place. Cool. <laughs>
3: right. I uh, I got tickets to Riot Fest uh, oh, for, yeah. for one of the days, which uh, there's a couple bands that I really want to see and like have for a long time. But I'm terrified because I have not been to a festival since uh, Lollapalooza in
0: 1996.
3: Yeah. I assume there's going to be teenagers there. And, uh, <laughs> mm
0: I did a number uh, of years at warp tour with uh, Delaney in my older age music oh, festival. those are pretty fun.
3: It. Yeah, I'm sorry. I did do Ozfest like in my, my early twenties. That was awful. Um <laughs> <laughs> here's a good one, uh which I'm sure you'll all want to chime in. How are you feeling about Kathy on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? She's quickly becoming my favorite housewife. Um and if you're not familiar, Kathy Hilton. Of uh Paris Hilton's mother fame and uh the Hilton's <laughs> she is oh boy. hysterical. Like, so like does it need to be there and just like completely aloof to the whole thing. She is big thumbs up, a little little breath of fresh air. Um and then we actually got a follow up. Also, thank God I didn't ask this last week. I see Eric is a housewives hater. Hashtag rude.
1: I did swat someone down last week for asking a housewives question. That's correct. <laughs>
3: um door one or door two also there's a virtual hug for you all keep up the uh keep up the good work sir thank you
1: thank you door two yeah
3: uh who wins in an actual fight a young neil diamond or 50 year old fred durst oh fucking diamond diamond diamond.
1: fred durst (laughs) comes from a land where you like you might have a box cutter on you or something like you gotta be careful (laughs) on a dude like fred durst I don't
0: think he's gonna get close to Neil Diamond in his aura, though.
3: No,
1: <laughs> Neil
3: Diamond, like he—he's got a soft soul, but he grew up on the rough streets of Brooklyn in like <laughs> days of yore. Mm. All right, he's—he's he's not to be fucked with.
2: It's <laughs> a really solid question. Good job. Uh,
3: summer shorts, five inch inseam or down past the knees?
1: I—that's a great, I don't know about past the knees. I bought actually some like ripped like jean shorts not ripped but they're like cut off jean shorts so they're a little longer than like normal shorts and i'm kind of i'm kind of into it it's not usually my thing but
2: Hmm. i'm a a dresses kind of gal in the summer
3: Hmm. Uh, the older i get the shorter my shorts get uh, (laughs) anything past the knees now he's like that's 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 for the kids yeah
1: i'm not really that into the short shorts Uh, i've been wearing
0: nothing nothing but cargo shorts for like the last year and a half I I don't know that I can ever go back.
1: God, this is the weird thing about living this long. Is like I've now we talked about recently about how like jinkos are coming back and stuff. I started seeing like cargo shorts in the store, and I'm like, it took me so long, like in the early 2000s, to be like, okay, I don't think these are cool anymore, so I got to stop buying these. (laughs) So the store slowly started just stocking shorts that had no pocket, like regular pockets and no like weird ancillary ones. But now it's back, and I'm like, well, what do I? What do I do now? I don't know. You if, you're know like,
0: if you're like me, Eric, and shop a JCPenney, the cargo shorts never left.
1: I don't really <laughs> like that. It's just too much material hanging from my body. Like, you know, so. yeah. when,
2: I, when I lived in Chile, I, I feel like everyone there, like, there wasn't even a lot of, like, blue jeans. There was a lot of, like, black denim or black pants. And I was walking on the street one time, and I saw this guy, and I knew he was another gringo because he was wearing... Uh, cargo shorts that were like the zip-off kind that zip like a pants that zip off yes. into shorts. And I was like, this guy's an American. What's that, buddy?
1: Look at those. He <laughs> did not buy those here. Look at those <laughs> practical pants. I, uh,
3: I run a lot of miles to to get these gams looking the way they do. And um, everybody deserves to see as much of them as they can.
1: Yeah, I get it.
3: Uh, how much wood... Can a something, fuck, I dropped my weed. Hey, scream five, yay or nay?
1: Yay. Not yay. They, yeah. no, nay, without Wes Craven and like, <laughs> I don't know. It's already a miracle that four, it's already a miracle that four is as good as it is. So like, why are we going to push it at this point?
0: Yeah, but why not see what happens too? <laughs>
1: Casey. I don't know. Uh, it's fine. I watched something it. for the show. I'm down with it. Yeah, that, Joe, that's a good point.
3: <laughs> I, I, never, I was never like a big Scream fan to begin with, so I would have been fine if they stopped at zero. Um, how excited are you about Halloween Kills?
1: Is that this year? I think so. Pretty excited.
2: Very excited, yeah.
3: Obviously, we're very enthralled. <laughs> I thought I got bumped in next year.
2: <laughs> oh.
1: Dude, I've been, I've been listening to those... Uh, John Carpenter lost theme themes albums. They are so fucking good. Highly recommend. I find
2: myself putting on uh, the was it twenty eighteen Halloween. Yeah,
1: that's all the time. Like I put it
2: on in the background, or if I have a a normie friend that's coming over and like I want to have something on, but something that's not going to be like too niche or too offensive. I'm like, oh, they'll they'll get it.
1: He has another one that's like a bunch of um, around the same time. That's a bunch of reimaginings of the original themes from the original movie. That's pretty interesting. It's like. Halloween returns or something. That's.
3: What uh, done. If you lost one of your hands, what would you attach to your stump?
2: Joe, read your response. Cause I liked it.
3: And a hand, right? <laughs> a hand,
2: <laughs> another
1: hand.
3: <laughs> and you just put another hand there.
1: <laughs> what if it can't be a hand?
3: Um,
2: Huck?
1: Oh,
3: maybe like a, um, What are the, a whisk.
2: That's on brand for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, a little. oh,
1: these eggs. I was gonna say yeah. fork, like a fork and spoon combination. A fork, yeah, or spork, just a spork. Uh, that's, that would work. That is what. Yeah. They call Ash that. with
2: yeah. a chainsaw.
1: Um,
3: all great answers. Uh, what holiday that doesn't have one deserves a horror movie about it? None. I mean, what what holidays don't have a horror movie? About?
0: I think they have a lot of maybe Arbor Day.
3: That's that was my answer actually.
2: <laughs> on, uh,
1: I bet there's some stupid spoof movie called Arbor to yeah. or somewhere.
0: Oh, sure there is.
2: Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Hmm.
0: Um,
3: old school horror question. Favorite series. Uh, Jason, Freddy, Michael, Chucky.
2: So Elizabeth and I were having a, like a pseudo debate about this on Plug It Up. She was talking about how as a younger horror fan, she liked like the strong silent types, like the the, the slow stalk and kill Michael Jason and how I really liked like the wisecracking Freddie Chucky. So I don't know. Eileen lean Freddie, but
3: I think I was more Freddie in my youth, but in my older days I've I've gotten a lot of respect for lack of talking.
1: And yeah.
0: I'm,
3: uh, def- I'm definitely more Jason. Personally. I think it
1: would be a toss up for me between uh, Halloween and Friday the 13th, but I feel like I just watched the Friday the 13th more. They're just yeah. so easy to put on, dude. It's so like yeah, it's such 100%. comfort food for me. Just today, I was watching part four with Crispin Glover. Nice.
3: Um, oh, here's here's a good one from a listener. About half of Slack has eaten pet food. Just making sure this gets addressed on the show.
1: Yeah, gross. I missed <laughs> that conversation. Apparently.
3: Well, we so there's a channel uh, where we started. It's been like over a year now. Where. Every month we do like one of those, like you see them on Facebook and like Twitter. once in a while it's like 30 questions for like the day. Like day one's like a song with the word blue in the title, and day two is like something you listen to at prom. And like, so we started doing one of those. And this one's is, um, what is it? It's like
2: it's hard, what, would you rather? Yeah,
3: yeah. So it was like, would you rather eat two rotten tomatoes or. Uh, a can of cat food and everybody picked cat food and then started (laughs) talking about how they had already eaten cat food. (laughs)
0: Um, I've eaten a a milk bone.
3: Yeah. I don't think I've ever eaten any sort of animal food. Actually. Now that I think about it, Hmm. Uh, what are you dressing up as for Halloween?
1: Dude, it's June. Like what? Yeah. Uh, I'm not a big dress up person. Also, I've decided I'm just going to be Shinar's every year for the rest of my life. After last year.
2: When I, when I watched, um, what's that zombie heist movie that just came out?
0: Oh, (laughs) army of the dead,
2: army of the dead. Like the, the queen, uh, the queen zombie. That was a pretty Uh, cool look.
3: That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, two more here. Uh, this one, I think mostly directed at me. Fuck the lightning, right? Uh, the Islanders are playing the Tampa Bay lightning in the Stanley cup playoffs right now. And, uh, the lightning beat them 8 nothing the other day, and it wasn't great. Uh, and last but not least, I feel like Eric has an opinion here. Granola or trail mix? Which is better?
1: Which, uh, I mean, trail mix is better.
3: Yeah, yeah, I would uh, hard agree there.
2: There's
1: no candy. Yeah. You can't put candy in granola. I mean, you could, I guess, but.
2: I would go granola.
1: Interesting. Why don't you just mix them together? I can't eat K-
2: Casey is a solutions man. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you could, yes, granola
1: could be a part of a trail mix, I guess. Like exactly. Granola bites. I don't
2: like M and M's. So what? <laughs> what? I have literally
1: <laughs> never heard a person say that in my life. <laughs> I've never like even heard a. Per- I've never. I I've never heard a person like ambivalent about M and M's.
0: Like, I take it you prefer the candy that melts in your hand.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> Although, Are you, you get, know what? Like, though, as all- a kid like blanket like uh, peanut m&ms
1: like the entire thing oh peanut M&Ms. i think M&Ms the
2: only ones incredible. that i've like thought were okay were the peanut butter ones pe- but at that point the reese's peanut pieces
1: so i that's what i was gonna say i love m&ms but as a kid i would have taken reese's pieces most of the time over them
3: yeah although i feel like the peanut butter m&ms are a lot chunkier
0: they're so
1: good in yeah.
3: Form. yeah yeah i would i would pick them over reese's
0: I yeah, because they're closer in size to
1: a peanut. I don't know if M&M, they right? still make them, but they were making like salty pretzel ones too. Oh that my that god,
3: incredible! Not to get completely off topic, I used to work for an advertising agency in New York, and one of our clients was M M&M. and M. So I got to go to the one year anniversary of the pretzel M M&M, and M, and legit, <laughs> I have pictures of this. There was a, I want to say like three story high, pretzel M M&M and M, and Green. <laughs> <laughs> And he did a couple songs and then at one point he just like announced the birthday and holes from the giant pretzel M&M shot out bags of uh, pretzel m ms onto the ground. And like for for years I had a giant bag full of uh, like, um, you know, individually wrapped ones. It was one of the weirdest things I've ever seen in my life.
1: That's pretty wild. (laughs) Oh, they're good, side note.
3: Yeah, yeah, they are delicious. I don't know if they make them anymore. I don't know either. After five or six years, they do go stale, um, oh, which I discovered. Um, but yeah, that's it for questions.
1: All right. Wonderful. <laughs> so I think we're on Censor next week, I believe, which yes. is the movie yeah. I wanted yes. to see. So I'm pretty excited about that. It looks pretty cool. Um, I think that's out on demand now. You can check that out. And It's also uh, in
2: theaters. I'm going to go and see it in the theater with my friend Maddie this weekend.
1: Oh, what? that's cool.
2: Spell it
3: T H. Crowd.
1: So don't forget to check out Plug It Up in iTunes, Spotify, everywhere now. Check out Films at First Sight and Dads from the Crypt. And um, yeah, that's going to do it this week for BGH. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll talk to you next week.
3: I don't know. Where do we begin? Caitlin, you go first.
2: All right. Bye.
3: Goodbye, everybody.
2: Bye bye.